DJ and PK brought to you in part by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call them at 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Joe Ingles coming up momentarily, putting a wrap on his seventh season. How about that? That's got to be a record. He's got to give credit to Joe for showing up every freaking week. He said he would do it. I remember one time he told me, he said, I said I'd do it, so I'm going to do it. So you don't even worry about it. I'll do it. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And he's been absolutely spot on with that. Win or lose, doesn't matter. Nope. Good times and bad. Yeah. It's hard not to root for that dude, even though he drives me nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Why does he drive you nuts? (laughs) He drives me nuts sometimes. With his yakking and the stuff he says on the air. No, he didn't drive me nuts. I'm just kidding. I mean, he's, I think when it's said and done, he and Hornacek are going to go down as my two favorites. Not surprising. Yeah. Hornacek is a favorite of literally everybody who covered the team in that era. Yeah, but and I got to know Jeff Moore after the era. Right doing some work with him and stuff, but just top of the line, dude. Absolutely. It's funny listening to him telling me some Phoenix stories and getting really uh, hot and bothered by the stories and the conversation <laughs> looking back. And so that, that was interesting. Then I put Millsap on that list too. Just always loved the way he carried himself, his work ethic, second round pick, lasting all these years in the league. Played hard, played at a high level. Yeah, and just... Did his did his interviews and just did what he did and that was it, man. It didn't have a whole lot of flair or substance, but you could count on him. All right, DJ and PK, it is time to welcome in Joe Ingles. Brought to you by Cypress Credit Union for a limited time only. Get a free Utah Jazz signed Joe Ingles jersey when you open a new dream checking account with direct deposit at Cypress Credit Union. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. Hey, yeah! This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush! And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time to welcome in Joe Ingles. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Joe, are we getting you in Utah? Have you gone off to join the Boomers and pursue the Australian Olympic dream and you're in L.A. or Vegas? or What's going on? Where are you? Um, I'm in Utah right now. Um, going to L.A. tomorrow morning um, for our first little kind of mini camp, um, which has been kind of rushed for me, obviously, because I had already told them a long time ago that I would not be this part of it. Um, so, yeah, trying to figure out some information in, and all that leading into it uh, this last few days just to, to figure it all out because obviously um, in my mind and, and even the team, um, the, the Boomers, they obviously had planned for, for me not to be there. So, um, 
I guess a little bit disappointing from one side that I am going, but obviously excited to get with, with the guys as well um, tomorrow and, um, yeah, kind of start that campaign of, of winning a medal. So how are you going to handle all this stuff during the offseason with the international as far as making sure your body is getting the type of recovery and staying in shape and improving your game and all the things that you would normally do in the offseason? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll be busy. <laughs> um, I actually had a nice little... Um, obviously, I'm still, like I've said, every off-season, I'm speak to coach and figure out some things that I can get better at or what, what I can work on, and um, I'm still going to have time to do those things. Um, the, the staff we have with the Boomers is... is um, a lot of different people from all over the place. So um, I'll, I'll I'll have coaches, I'll, I'll have rebounders and stuff like that. I'll be able to get individual work in, um, as as well as obviously getting ready with, with the team. So um, we've got a good medical team and, and fitness staff and all that. Uh, so, so I'll have I'll have enough time. Obviously, I'll be flying around a little bit here and there and travelling. Um, but I'll do whatever I have to do to make sure I'm getting my, the, the right amount of lifts in, um, not only for the Olympics, but for, for the, the preparation of, of next year as well and um, the right amount of recovery in. This first camp I'm going to tomorrow, I'm not going to really be doing anything. Um, more, more to be with the guys and um, this will kind of start my preparation. So I'll, I'll still lift. Um, I've been lifting all this week anyway. Um, obviously, get recovery and I'll shoot a couple of times, but but nothing too strenuous this, this next few this next week in in LA. And um, yeah, just make sure I'm I'm on top of everything um, so that well, obviously one I'm ready for the Olympics and and trying to trying to do my best there, and then obviously preparing for for next season as well. So you've had a few days to let it uh, sink in, and when you look back, like where where did it go horribly wrong? What the heck happened? Uh, I mean, it's it's something we'll probably obviously look and watch over the next few months. You, you, I was talking to, to JC yesterday. It still feels like we should be preparing for a game. Like it still doesn't yeah. almost, like kind of feel too real that we're actually out. So, um, I mean, obviously the second half of that last game was. Was I mean I I can't even be bothered going into specifics or, or whatever right now. It's there's nothing changing that right now. But obviously there's things we need to, to either work, kind of work on. Um, obviously got to there's some key key pieces with Mike and stuff that we need to figure out what what that situation looks like. Um, and then kind of figure out individually what we can all do to be better next year. What what the, obviously the team will do what what they what they do or what they want to do um, in terms of the roster that's obviously a little bit out of the, the player side of it control um, but all of us kind of looking at ourselves what we can do obviously we were a little bit beat up with a, a couple injuries and, and that's not an excuse or anything but that's just the the way it was and we, we played kind of reasonably well throughout the year with, with missing some guys but we obviously obviously fell short in that second half um, they, they did play unreal in that second half, so you got to give a little bit of credit to them for what they did and how they played. But obviously, we felt like we, especially the way we played in the first half, we 
um, obviously thought we'd, we'd have a good shot at, at winning that game. So um, I said it in my exit meeting the, the day after or whatever day it was. That for me, it was probably the toughest loss that, that we've had since I've been here um, with what we've done in the regular season and um, the, the first round with Memphis, obviously playing a, a young, kind of gritty team, but we're able to get through that. Being up 0-2 and then um, we, we played some really good quarters and halves, but, but we, we didn't really put it all together to, to win that series. So um, once again, you, you go, you're going back to look at yourself individually. Obviously, the team will look at the team and, um, and we'll prepare for, uh, not right now, but slowly get our minds right to, to be ready for, for the start of next year. Guys usually support other guys in their business decisions. You know, you had been, uh, took the high road when when Hayward left and all that. Now you got Mike Conley, but I think you're on record as saying, you know, you certainly want him back. And in classic Joe Engel style, I'll go back there to his mansion. So you get in a little shot, but your point is uh, taken that you'll do whatever you can do. How will you handle that as far as getting involved with Mike's decision? I mean, I'll be as involved as either the club wants me or um, obviously I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to him anyway. I've got a, a, we have a great relationship. Our, our, my, my daughter and his son are in the same class. And so there's, there's a lot of things that connect us, um, not just on the court, but, but off the court as well. So our wives are going to a, a thing tonight together. Um, so um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things, obviously, First and foremost, just as a basketball player, that uh, I think, I mean, if, if fans didn't want him back too, I would be struggling to figure out why. Uh, I think he showed, obviously, after that first year and, and getting more comfortable and being a lot more healthy this year, um, what he does for our team. Like, the, not just on the court, but off the court, he's, he's obviously a great teammate and all that. We don't need to, to dive into to all of that now, but. Um, uh, I think he, he, he showed what, what he does for our organisation on the court and, and obviously off. So if, if they want me to be heavily involved, I will. If they want me to, to just kind of let them handle it, obviously Ryan and, and his team, um, whatever, whatever they need. But I, I'm going to obviously, regardless, I'm going to be texting him and talking to him all summer. Um, like I said, our, there's a lot more connection than, than just the basketball side. So... Um, obviously, I hope he comes back, um, and we'll, I, I, I mean, I know Ryan and the front office will, will do it from their part or what they need to do. Um, I think the other side of it too for, for Mike and, and just thinking in in Mike's mind, I don't think he's ever been a free agent either. So for him to rush rush a decision, I, I don't see that happening. Um, whether he wants to be here or not, um, I think he'd always. You guys might know more, but I think he'd always extended with Memphis before he even ever got to being a free agent. So I don't think he's ever actually been an unrestricted free agent where he can actually sit down with the team or, or two and figure out where he wants to do. Obviously, he's got a family that will take a, a part of, of that decision as well, where they want to be and what they want to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll we'll support him, like you said. Obviously, I hope the support is, is him, his, him coming back here, but... Um, like I said, I'll do my part if I can, and, and I know the club will, and the, the rest is kind of up to him, uh, I think. He did say in his uh, exit interview with the media that he had not been a free agent before, yeah. so 
That, uh, okay, that I, think that, I don't think it's like a like you you're gonna take meetings with other teams. I mean, I had all my meetings lined up. It's just that I met with the Jazz first, and I decided to say screw it and just sign right away. <laughs> I didn't. So, like, it's not an uncommon thing for guys to to meet with other teams. So, initially, I wouldn't be reading into that too much. Once you get into those meetings and it's a few days in, then you can kind of figure out a little bit more of what might go on. But, um, again, it's it's Mike's decision. It's his family's decision. And, again, we obviously hope he comes back and and I'll do everything I can. Um, But we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Are you looking at, with your age, being this the last opportunity to play with your national team? And if so, how much more does hell it mean? No. no, hell no. Is that what you said? I'm playing till the wheels fall off with that one. That's, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just something, obviously, as I get older, um, yeah, you start to think, like, will this be my last Olympics? Will it be my last time kind of being able to represent my country or, or whatever? Um I honestly haven't thought of that. I've always, my, my Paddy Mills and I have had this kind of thing for, I mean, we first made the team in 2008 in Beijing. Um, this would be our fourth Olympics together. Um, obviously, we feel like we're kind of the, the, the leaders of this group and, and trying to win this medal. We, we've never won a medal at a major tournament, um, obviously that being a World Cup or, or an Olympic Games. We've been so close the last few Kind of couple campaigns and the my mindset with the whole thing and the way I go about it is is purely to, to win a medal with with some of my, my best friends. It's um, it, it's something that over the last like I said couple campaigns we've we've had a roster and, and team that's been able to, to to achieve that. We have obviously fallen short, but I mean I remember in 2008 in Beijing like we we had a good team. I, I would never. Um, put any of my teams down or anything like that but I don't know if we ever had a chance to actually win a medal we we, we made the quarterfinals uh, my first two Olympics and crossed over with, with, with Team USA in the quarterfinals which is um, at that point was a, a tough ask for us to do we had uh, I think Bogan and Paddy were the only two NBA players we had and the rest of us played in Australia or in Europe so as we've gone on we've obviously I mean, majority of our roster now is either NBA players or had recently been in the NBA. Um, obviously, with like I said, what we've done in the last campaign, couple of campaigns, we, we believe we can win a gold medal or, or worst case scenario a medal. So if we don't, for us, it's a it's a failure, um, and we've obviously kind of failed these last couple of campaigns. And I know Paddy's the same as me. My whole mindset is that like I'm, I'm obviously if I'm. And healthy and able to, I'm, I'm not going to give up on this opportunity until until we win a medal. So um, if we win a medal this summer, maybe that'll be it for me, maybe not, but um, I just love it too much. I, I The pride I have representing my country and um, having my family support me and it's not just as playing for ourselves or this medal, it's we're, we're representing a country, we're representing, like I said, my family. Um, it's something obviously I take a lot of pride in, so um, I'm, I'm lucky that the Jazz have always supported me in that too, and um, yeah, we'll see where it takes us. Uh, I don't know. I would, I would never put a, uh, a restraint on my my Australian Boomers career. Okay. So the NBA draft is coming up. 
and there aren't a lot of international players near the top of the draft this year, but I couldn't help but notice, you know, one guy who's projected as a middle-of-the-first-round guy, Josh Giddy, a guard from Adelaide, 6'8". I was wondering if you know anything about him. What can you tell us about him? Yeah, I do. I actually have... Um, so I've always been pretty open to, to obviously trying to help players or obviously more Australians. <laughs> um but obviously helping kind of younger, that, that next kind of group coming up and for, for Australia, he was that guy. And, and I reached out to him probably over a year ago now, just that if you ever need anything or wanted to talk or, um, and we've actually spoken more than I probably ever predicted. Whenever you give these options to, to kids, you, you never know where they'll take it. And, and Josh has been unreal uh, with, with asking questions and, um, I watched a ton of games. He, he played for the Adelaide 36ers, which is my hometown. Um, so I know a lot of people around that, that organization. And, and obviously my family still lives there. And um, Yeah, really good kid. Really, really, really high IQ. Um, I don't want to compare him to Lonzo, but that type of like pass-first point guard mentality is, is how he plays. Um, really good in pick and roll. Really good passer. Like you said, I think 6'8 or whatever, like tall point guard. Um Still, obviously, some things to work on is his shooting and stuff is stuff that um, I think it's like what I've talked about. It, if you're not in the NBA, it's it's always harder to work on your game because you're working with, like his team this year probably had 12, 15 players and they had, I think they had two or three coaches. So we, we've talked about that on here before, the, the attention to um, the time that you get to pay attention to your own game is, it is tough. So... Um, he still had done a lot of that. Like I said, I, I spoke to him and tried to get him, even during his NBL season, trying and get him as prepared as possible um, just to be ready for what he's going to face here and uh, I guess trying to help him and talk to him of, of uh, how teams will play him here. Teams will go under the start. They'll force him to shoot. They'll um, yeah, Everyone gets kind of tested defensively when you first come over here. So... Um, He's got all the right tools. He 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 works his ass off. He, he's an incredibly hard worker, um, which is a is a really good start. I think if you're coming in the NBA with high IQ and you you work your ass off, you, you've got two things that are um, that are going to translate. So um, yeah, I'm excited for him. He's actually in LA right now. He, I was talking to him yesterday. He'll he'll be at camp with us with the Boomers, and um, I mean I hope he makes the the, the team. I don't know what that. Looks like with with Ross Spots and I have to wait till I get there and 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 get with the guys. But um, incredibly talented kid, and I'll I mean I'll be working out with him a little bit as of tomorrow. So I'm excited for for him and obviously for me to to get there with him and work out. Yeah, I don't know what he's necessarily predicted to go. I think I think it was always kind of first round somewhere. I think he he did draft. Uh, kind of get his stock rising a little bit with, with the way he played in the NBL this year. He had a few triple-doubles and, and, and played really well. So um, I don't know what peak we have, but be, if he wants to come here as a... Maybe if Mike leaves, we'll, uh, we'll get Josh Giddy. <laughs> <laughs> so your schedule, obviously, is going to be pretty tight. You're going to have any opportunity to go home? No, um, which absolutely sucks. Um, I... We actually just applied for an exemption for Renee again uh, just recently and got denied for the third time. So, um, yeah, it obviously sucks with, with that part of it because um, I think Renee was just saying yesterday, I think it's ba- ba- basically about two years now since we've been home, which for me isn't the biggest worry. I'm 
used to being away and not seeing my family, but Renee's extremely close with, with her family and, and all that. And her, they've never met Jack, um, who's seven months now. Um, Renee's brothers recently had twins, um, just coming up to a year now. So just, just those type of things obviously get to probably Renee more, to, more than me. And it gets to me when it gets to, to Renee, uh, which, which is hard. Um, We'll, uh, we'll try and figure out a way we can either try and either get some family here, but she, she'll be in Utah um, the whole time while I'm away. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's tough. I'll be obviously L.A. this week, and then I come back for a few days, and then obviously away again on the 5th to go to Vegas for a couple of weeks and then Tokyo. So um, if you guys want to go and babysit or something, let me know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it, it sucks because, yeah. Yeah, I got no you want to go home, you want to see your family, but um, obviously we understand kind of with COVID and what's going on in the world. I got no problem watching your American son. He's not American, he's Australian. I've got three Australian children. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, but it'd be good if the family could meet the future president of the United yeah. States. I mean, he's going to be rooting for the U.S., man. He's going to, he's going to bring okay, home the gold. Oh, oh, now you've crossed a line. It's one thing for him to be in the White House. That gets Joe to the Lincoln bedroom. But yeah, playing for the say. U.S. That's the, only, that's the only thing I'd support. If he if he can get to uh, the president or something like that, I'll, I'll support him with that. But anything else won't be done. Um, you should see the way he lights up when I walk in the room, there's no way he'll be cheering for America. He gets, <laughs> okay, you realize I was only joking. <laughs> I mean, he might. It doesn't, I mean, it is what it is, right? I'll still I'll have to teach him some lessons. But um, no, nah, we'll, we'll be here. Obviously, we're pretty comfortable here too. Renee's comfortable. And, um, she was actually planning her, her birthday dinner and she was like, I wouldn't, she invited like 20 people. She's like, I wouldn't have been able to invite 20 people a year or two ago. So oh, nice. we've, uh, we've got a lot of friends and, and close friends here now and stuff. So it's, um, yeah, we, we enjoy it here, but obviously getting home would be, would be nice, but it won't be probably now until next off season. So, um, it's a long way away, but we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe, we appreciate you coming on for another year. Up, oh, PK's got one more. Well, yeah, for another year, Joe. Yeah. So that's seven down. You're, you've set the record. I mean, basically, your stint with us has been longer than every Kardashian marriage. So that's very impressive. Uh, but that's throwing JC under the bus. JC was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did, not me. Uh, are, are we? We're going to make it eight, right? Yeah, I'm down. I, I'm I'm cool. I Good. as much as I mean, it's my show anyway. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you guys, if you guys want to come on for another year, and we do, um, very much so. <laughs> that would be good. We'll uh, we'll get back to it. I I was just telling Jake before. I'll I'll be I'll be around in the next couple of weeks anyway in America, and then we can try and do one via Tokyo internet if that works. Japan Japanese internet. I don't know how that works all over there, but if we can make it work, we will. That's good. I was just uh, I was just talking to a guy who's going to be over there for the Olympics. We'll have multiple Olympic correspondents. That'll be awesome. Oh, there you go. They can ask me some silly questions of yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. We appreciate it, and we will definitely take you up on the offer. We will we will follow the international portion of your basketball career closely. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Joe Ingles joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, coming up, we'll get you up to speed on all the stuff you missed if you joined the show late. We'll do that next. Stay with us. Rises and fires for three! 
The playoffs may be over for the Utah Jazz. You're but the season never ends on the Zone Sports Network. From the NBA draft to free agency and on to the summer league, the Zone will be with the Jazz every step of the way as the Jazz front office builds for the future. Your exclusive home of Utah Jazz basketball is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Trey Young in the middle, four and a half to go third. Now Kevin Herter. Kevin out to John Collins. Back to Trey. Trey on the right wing. Trey drives off the glass, and John Collins jams it home. That was a pass off the glass by Trey Young. Trey Young's going to bring it back now for the Hawks. 2.35 to go in the quarter. Trey dribbling behind the pick. Now Trey crosses over. Stops. He sets. He shoots the three. Bang! They left him wide open, and he did a set shot. Trey dribbling, driving into the lane. Little floater by Trey. is around the rim and out. Rebound, though, taken by Clint Capella. Up and in. Clint Capella has given the Hawks the lead. And the Atlanta Hawks win game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. 116-113. Trey Young, 48 points, 11 assists. Those stats inflated by helium, right? Or was that just the announcer's voice? That was the announcer, but uh... let me let me hear the announcer's voice. <laughs> Back to the helium. We're gonna we're gonna get you what you missed earlier in the show. It's not a full balloon of helium. No. Clint Capella has given the Hawks the lead. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a quick breath off the balloon. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> you gotta gotta talk quick. Every eight year old birthday party ever. Yeah, it's always funny when you do that. Uh, sure, but uh, Trey Young, wow, man, what a player! The next Steph Curry. <laughs> you just keep saying that. Why not? Diminutive in style, a size, relatively yes. speaking. Uh, I mean, that was a massive game, man. <laughs> you can't. There's no other way to go with biggest stage he's 40, ever played in. Forty-eight on, points, eleven assists. Right? Yeah. Easily the biggest stage he's been on. Yeah, they're in a conference final. Yeah. And the Hawks won a game. The only other time they've been in the conference final since they moved to Atlanta, they got swept. And now they have home court. Yep. For the time being. Yes. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. Get, get. How come Giannis didn't score in the last two minutes? He was rolling in the fourth quarter. They were getting him lobs. They were getting him dunks. Is Giannis going to be the, the best player never to win a major? <laughs> <laughs> Well, right now, as a two-time MVP, he is. I mean, it's always active. active right, active. it's always active. In, the, yeah. in golf, we assume active, but in the NBA, we assume all-time. I don't know why that is. No, I'm speaking active. But, but active, yeah, as a two-time MV, NBA Because MVP. it seems like, man, he has a, one of the, if not the biggest burdens on him every time he takes the floor. Yeah. It's like it's a referendum on his game every time he goes out to play. Yep. You're all, well. You're the probably the most athletic player in the league. You know that uh, uh, turn to the back and lay it in, and you seem like you leave from the three point line, and it's one big giant step, and you do that little spin move, and you're right there. So he's got all that ability, and uh, but yet each time they lose, ah, see, he's like the individual jazz player. Oh, for the Jazz team, aha, see? Well, him, yeah. They're down 0-1. Oh, Giannis, yeah. I mean, so it seems like he carries a huge burden. And and Trey Young, wow, man. For someone who couldn't care less who wins this series, I'm going to try to watch every second of it to see what I can get out of Trey Young and how much he can entertain me. And, and it's cool to see the little guy. 
succeed? Well, they're going to pull it off. Because usually when a team is lower seed and they get an upset, they usually don't win the next series. But the Hawks did. Right? They didn't have home court. They were five well, versus four. That was four. the big upset. Then five takes down one. That's a big upset. That's right. a massive upset. Where did the Bucks finish? Three? They were three. That's not that big of an upset. That's like one spot. I realize it's five, but four and five. So the big upset for the Hawks already occurred. So this is what happened. Yes, I think they can yeah. win this series. This is what happened in the East last year, right? Miami was in the middle of the pack. Yeah, except last year. Yeah, but it's not if it's, it happens again this year. I get if it's the only it's time it happens, legit this you year. can totally dismiss it. Or it just comes down to the East as just a series uh, of paper tigers. Yeah. Atlanta's different in that they seem to be a completely different team since the coaching change. I mean, they were headed for Lotteryville. Sure, yeah, obviously. Not the same. No one's the guy. Bustville, obviously. Rick Carlisle's got the Indiana job. They're saying this He does. Morning. Four years, $29 million that Rick Carlisle. Did he already coach there? Uh, he was an assistant to Larry, Larry Bird. Larry Bird's top assistant. What was he, Detroit's head coach? Where yeah. He was the head coach before. Detroit. So, is that what it was? I think yeah, it was Detroit. Pistons, yeah. correct. Yeah, so he wasn't on the market very long. No, I think the thought was that when he left Dallas, he knew that he'd have at least one, if not two, landing places. Good for him. Yeah, I don't know. He had ties to Boston and he had ties to Indiana, and I think there was speculation about both places. I don't know. He's obviously not getting the Boston job. They're going another direction. I don't know how close he was or wasn't to that, but he gets the Indiana gig. So, according to Jay Williams' Twitter feed, the first person of color getting that Celtics job. Not close to true. (laughs) That was a bizarre thing. Try like number seven, but okay. Doc Rivers. Casey Jones. Yeah. Okay, and those Russell. are nice coaches, but they're not Bill Russell. <laughs> in the comp, in the uh, the accomplishments to okay. the game of basketball, you're one of the goats. I don't know that anybody's accomplished more. You can argue this guy's better, that guy's better, but I'm talking about the game of basketball. Who has accomplished more than Bill Russell? Not in the pro game. I'm talking about the game, which encompasses. College, international, pros. And my guess is he probably won in high school, too. Two NCAA (laughs) titles. uh, At the time, the longest win streak in college basketball. Now the second longest win streak in college basketball. He won 60 in a row. Undefeated season his senior year. Olympic gold medal. 11 titles in 13 years with the Celtics. And one of those two years, he was hurt. Yeah, so I'm not sure that there's anybody who's accomplished more in the game. But I don't know that Jay Williams actually treated that. He, he said it was hacked and he's got a new password and all. I, I, I don't know. But anyway, well, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Even if he tweeted it and he made a mistake, so what? He's a human being. Other things we have talked about this morning. The Holiday Bowl is moving to Petco Park. They tore down Qualcomm. Been there for 42 well, finally years. finally we'll get somebody who can win in the postseason in that stadium. Hey-oh! <laughs> couple million dollars worth of renovations to take out some seats out in the outfield and uh, along the first baseline next to the dugout. Well, just shorten the field. It's a meaningless <laughs> game it anyway on an at this point. Field. What difference does it make? Put it on an 80-yard field. <laughs> Where this thing is going with the 12-team playoff in a couple years, it'll be rendered even less relevant. That's still apparently four to five years away. Don't know how to get out of all the contracts they've signed. 
But yes, we see where it is trending. Yeah. Uh, we had Joe Ingles on, and he was talking about his international stuff. And, you know, there was so much, you know, with the injuries and LeBron, I told you so. But it was negotiated, and most of the union, the guys wanted the money, and they were willing to risk, you know, whatever risk comes with playing a compacted schedule. Look how many guys are doubling down on international play. Now, some guys are opting out. Mitchell and Harden. You know, with well, their injuries. with their injuries, they're opting out. Would they have opted out if they were healthy? You know, uh, we won't know. Would play, but Mitchell will play at some point. He's twenty four years old, right? So you would think he'll end up there. He's and got probably whatever. at least two opportunities, if not three. Yeah, because it's three years next, so twenty seven and thirty one. Yeah, yeah, two good options there. You would think, right? It's not just the U.S. Olympic team, as Joe was pointing out. There's a lot of NBA guys on on Australia, and there's a sprinkling on lots of these teams. And we don't know exactly who's going to qualify, so we don't know exactly how many NBA players are going to be there, but somebody's going to total it up, and it's going to be a big number. Oh, yeah. Spain usually has some. And yeah. France, know. obviously. I mean, yeah. Rudy's going to play, and... Batum's on that team. I don't know off the top of my head. Argentina now has players. Argentina has, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess as much as LeBron says, I'm right, we played too many games, we need rest, but then over here you're going to have whatever the number turns out to be, 25, 35, 45, whatever it is. Guys are opting into like, hey, let's play more basketball. Well, I think it's especially true for the foreign guys to play for their international teams because there's not as many. We can just dip down, and I can't get James Harden, so I can get Devin Booker. Right. right. That's not a bad trade-off. But right Booker's there. playing a lot of postseason games, and he may play some more here. Well, yeah. They're, they're up 2-0 with Game 3 tonight. Yeah, I read that they have a charter. If it goes to the end, they have a charter. To get those guys, get, whoever they need. Yeah. And it's all set up, if so everything's ready to go, if that's what it takes. So... And your Booker, it's a great, I believe, uh, economical move. It's a smart investment because we follow them. We're NBA guys. But the country now is seeing Devin Booker on a bigger stage. It looks mm-hmm. like I can't say they're going to win the series, but with Kawhi out and whatever, it looks certainly they're in the driver's seat. So get to the finals. And whoever they get on the other side, the Suns can win. So... This is a great marketing move by Devin Booker to get himself in this position and to, to, to go and from how mu- one high stage to the next, and then you're going to cash in. Right. And how much of it is a marketing move for oh. all of these guys? Oh, I don't right. care. I'm yeah. not, not going to take money out of guys' pockets. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> That's what they want to do. I'm yeah. all for it. They have there's, every right to do that. There's a lot of advertisers, and a lot of these guys, and you just start with the apparel companies, the shoe and apparel companies for starters, but it's not limited to that. No. Some of these guys have other... Have other deals going, and whether it's I car say company, the, the more they do whatever. that, the better. The more Magic Johnsons and Dwayne Wades you have in the business world, I'm all for yeah. it, man. And all those sponsors are going to want you to play on that on that global stage. Yeah, get their brand out there even more. I say we had Mike Weir on once, and I asked him, you know, you guys basically are all mini corporations unto yourselves if you do it right. Said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what they are. They basically own a business, and that business is themselves. Well, Bob told us that in the case of the PGA guys, you used to make double whatever you made on tour. You made double 
off tour with all your endorsements and deals and appearances and, and all that kind of stuff. And that that number has now grown exponentially. And so whether it's triple or quadruple or whatever, we can ask him what the number is, but it's, it's taken off from there. That doubled, that was like, that was 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're making even more off. Right. Away from, away from whatever they make in their, in their tour earnings. Uh-huh. All right, DJ and PK, that's a lot of what we have hit. Um, RSL came back from Seattle pointless, and that was a word <laughs> PK seized on earlier. It worked, though. <laughs> the, the, the coach said we came home without a point, so that makes it pointless. pointless. A waste of then time. had fun. <laughs> and RSL will be hosting Houston Saturday. The games right, just keep coming. Right back at you. Yep, they are. They, they started two months later, so there's a more compact schedule. All right, that is the stuff we've been talking about during this show. And when we come back, your feedback next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Time for your feedback. Question of the day, Steve Kerr says, Kevin Durant is more gifted than Michael Jordan. How can that be? And there are a lot of references to Steve Kerr and drug use. And I look like uh, George Clooney, too. (laughs) More comparisons. Bring them on. I just wouldn't go there. And, man, you know you upset Jordan. He scours the internet every day for slights. No doubt about that. (laughs) He is taking names. (laughs) Forget uh, Kerr ever coaching Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine with Steve Kerr. Yeah. <laughs> He's too used to winning. He got his three titles with the Bulls, and then he got, I think he got two more in San Antonio. Now he's got three more with the Warriors. He's trying to run down Phil. Phil got two with the Knicks, and then 11 coaching, six with the Bulls and five with the Lakers. Does Albrecht have the most? I thought he passed. I thought... I think oh, Phil, Phil passed. Phil passed. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they made a big deal about that. You're right. right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, but Kerr's sitting at Kerr's sitting at eight. How do I get me some more of those? It's going to be tough. Get more healthy, parades. It is going to be tough. Get a healthy Clay Thompson for one. Yeah, and, that'll and, help. And they got that, two of the top fourteen draft picks. But unless they trade those for a vet, the they can't kid. really afford. Have James you seen their? Yeah. Have you seen their payroll? Yeah, they're oh, that reminds me of yours. No, <laughs> not even close. Larry Your blue check mark guy. Larry Ellison is really going all in. Well, and you got these two guys, and they're running out of time. They're paying Draymond Green twenty four million. They're paying Wiggins thirty one million. Clay Thompson thirty eight, and Steph Curry forty five point seven. Jeez, and Steph's new deal is going to push him to fifty here soon. Well, I can understand the other three. The, that's a, almost $140 million for those four Wiggins guys. The Wiggins thing, that, that, that's where I think this get, that really gets me, is that these guys that are okay making this out. Curry and Thompson money. are selling luxury suites at a million bucks a pop. Their name sells those suites. And they yeah. build a new arena with a gazillion of them. Yeah, but their Wiggins, jerseys are retired. Yeah. Statues, the whole spiel. Right. So if you're selling all these million-dollar luxury suites... And then you get this big payday. I get it. Right. right. But Wiggins yeah. isn't selling the luxury suites. No, he's a complimentary player. He's okay. Yeah. He can yeah. have his, he can have some games. He's right. a fine player. But Wiseman at nine million is the next guy. We'll see what he can do. 
And that's contracted. They have no choice but to pay him. That's slotted. Right, that's the slotted rookie deal. So next year, the Warriors already have $168 million in payroll. So oh the goodness. thought that they're going to trade. Bodes well for Pace's kid then. They need guys in the lower end. <laughs> right. Which is still very, very high for the rest of us. But that's that's the trick that everybody faces. And, you know, that, that puzzle that you've got to put together and solve to the best of your ability. Right? I mean, really, every GM is facing that to one degree or another. Yes. All of the good teams. The yeah. Suns already have $125 million, uh next year. That's what I'm interested to see what Ryan Smith is going to do, because obviously there's no history there. Right. He's never done it. Right? This is no. his first time. We'll, and, and we'll see it each succeeding year. Uh, but now, now's the time. And I'm not going to tell anybody, hey, you need to go over the cap to do this or that. I'm, I'm not going to begrudge anybody for making money, nor am I going to begrudge anybody for saving money. Jazz have $134 million guaranteed, and that's with zero on the Mike Conley line. And he's going to get more than zero. Fact. <laughs> Is he going to get it here or somewhere else? My gut instinct says he stays here. Yes, you and I were discussing that off the air yesterday. You were, you were poo-pooing the thought that he would chase a ring with another elite team. Because there's no guarantee... Well, I think that if we've seen anything in the NBA this year, there's no guarantees. Place XYZ is the best right. place. It may be the yeah. best place to get that title, but it doesn't mean you're going to get it. And I believe this team is going to be better next year than they were this year. $134 million is a lot of money. But Phoenix is right there at 125 The Warriors at $168 million. So all these teams, well, you know, who's over yeah, the cap? The good and- thing about it is they're good teams. The worst is you have a crappy team. <laughs> Yes, pay all that money and then have nothing. Yeah, uh, the Lakers are at 121 million next year. So, and that's with only part of a roster put together. That's with like seven guys under contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right, DJ and PK Hanson Scotty will pick it up and run with it from here on 97.5 and 1280 the zone.